Hello, welcome everyone to another episode of I'm Afraid It's Terminal. Man, I'm back out here on the block. I'm not in a block, I'm not still outside. I'm actually in my room, but y'all, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a figure of speech to say that man's out here, which is very interesting, isn't it? Because I was listening to this thing about language, yeah, and what is the definition of a word really? Like, what what does a word actually mean? So there's two ways to look at it. You can look at it as like an object, um, a thing, like a, a word is like um, something that describes a thing, right? Now, you can have a look at it like that, or you can look at a word as a tool. So meaning, if you use it in different contexts, the same word can obviously mean different things. So yeah, the fact that I'm saying man's out here, if you don't know anything about language and you just studied it, you know, if someone came from space and came down and, like and heard that, they'd be like, yo, shit, that means I'm outside. But the way that language transforms and the way that things can end up meaning completely different things, sometimes they even mean like the complete opposite to what they meant in the beginning. That shit is crazy. But yeah, I don't even know why why I got into all of that, just because I said man's out here. But what I really wanted to discuss today was, first and foremost, right, it was this tweet, which which really, like, I don't know, it kind of it kind of made me feel a bit, a bit weird, didn't it? Because someone said, like, yo, if you are a Muslim and you think that um, you shouldn't say Merry Christmas to people, you're an extremist. You're an extremist, okay? Now, that is probably one of the dumbest things I have ever heard. And I don't like to call things dumb, but that's just stupid because, and I'll tell you why it is, right? If you want to do whatever you want to do, it's cool, you know, like you do, you do you, fam. It's not cool, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's you that's doing it, right? But if you look at the principles behind things, if you look at, if you go back to first principles, if you go back to how our religion, uh, for example, how Islam is different to Christianity, the fundamental difference is we do not believe that Jesus is the son of God. In fact, it is the biggest the biggest red flag in our religion like you know shirk which is like associating partners with allah is like it's not just it's not like drinking alcohol it's not like these other things it's it's the the big one do you get what i'm saying to you that's that's the one thing that you shouldn't really do okay so now you are going to people and you are congrat- congratulating that can you not see how that doesn't make any sense that like how that doesn't make and to call someone an extremist for, for saying that you're just moving mad you know like no you've got no one to tell you you're actually moving mad Someone needs to sit you down and just have a good word with you. You know what I'm saying to you? I mean, the thing is, now there's people that do all sorts of things in there. But the thing, the thing that that I th- I think is happening a lot more nowadays is people are trying to to um, modernize the religion in a way that they think the relig- religion needs modernizing and it needs 21st century standards. But there's nothing to say that that's true at all. There is nothing. There's no. You know, our deen is complete. It was complete from from day one. Um, when you know when it was completed and when it was finished, from that day on, we didn't need any more adding to it. We didn't need anything else. There was no such thing as making a twenty first century or a modern equivalent from that. So, for all you people that say that, you're all moving mad. Do you get me? And while we're on the topic of moving mad as well, there is a certain person who's moving mad at the moment too. Um, it's a, it's a it's a lady by the name of Black China, right? And she's launched a skin, um, a skin lightening cream in, I think it's in Nigeria. It's called White Nicious, right? Which means like, it's basically um, a skin bleaching cream that makes people's skin visibly whiter. And she's endorsed it, put it on her page and shit like that. Now, first of all, I, I don't, I don't really, I've never ever held Black China as someone. First, her name is Black China. Do you get me? Like from from the very beginning, that's a write off already. You know, you're a grown ass woman and you're calling yourself Black China, but it's cool. We continue anyway. 
you know, from from the very beginning, I've never really held them as like, okay, this is the moral standard that I'm trying to follow out here. You know, it's never ever been that. But I mean, the fact that someone, you know, th- it's it's very damaging because the fact that she probably does have a lot of people, maybe not me, but you know, there is a lot of people that look up to her. There was a lot of people that kind of aspire to be like Black China, and the fact that they're perpetuating that she's perpetuating. Oh, you need to have lighter skin. Um, and, and these issues are still going on in countries like that. It's kind of mad. And then on the flip side of this, you've got people nigger fishing over here. So I don't really know what's going on with the world at the moment. It's it's very, like, it's kind of mad. you got people who are putting nigger fishing, by the way. It's a term that means, like, it's like catfishing, but it's for black people. So you have these, you have got, yeah, there's been, like, an influx of white women on Instagram who've been putting on like dark makeup to make themselves look back black and box braids i'm not even gonna lie to you some of these people you see them and you're like ross this is she's from like you know guyana or something like that or is that even a country i don't know she's from like i don't know some caribbean island or some shit like that and you look carefully and you realize that the shit's all makeup it's all like it's not even makeup it's literally face paint it's blackface at this point but it's in an effort to look bad there's even there was one that was a whole couple it was a guy doing it as well my man had the david beckham 2002 braids it's mad we're gonna have to start making people like you know making them uh give practical lessons in seasoning to, to distinguish race like you know are you really black season this chicken let's see how well you do it ah oh, this is that's just salt motherfucker <laughs> you're not black get away oh shit yeah, stay away from Black China, guys. And and oh yeah, the product's name as well, White Nicious. What kind of a name is White Nicious? That's such a shit name. What is what is that even supposed to mean? Fam, you can tell I'm annoyed. Didn't well, like, this stuff is just it's it's very very it's it's a lot of rubbish in it. But yeah, we need to we need to be I don't know we need to be ignoring this kind of stuff. We need to be um I think if we stop giving attention to people uh, after after I've spent flipping two minutes talking about this but i think if we stop giving attention to people who do daft things then we will have less less people doing daft things as like a domino effect because uh, i was watching this thing um and this guy was talking about how school shooters you know people not not just school shooters but like um anyone who's like a, a serial killer or you know people like jack the ripper or some shit we've got this mythology behind serial killers and people doing mad shit um, the Unabomber, you know, when when there's a serial killer on the loose, that's the most exciting time for the news. They love that shit because the ratings go through the roof. Everyone, especially if there's one in the area, everyone is like, yo, we're going to follow the the flipping pillowcase killer. You know, they make names for that shit. Do apologize. Um, yeah, we'll call him the pillowcase killer. We'll make a name for him. We'll make a whole backstory for him. We'll, we'll you know, uh, develop this whole identity. Our witnesses say that he loves gaming and he's just a typical white man like you and me. Oh, my God, who can believe it? Shit like that. And people see that. Other people who are potential serial killers see that and they realize that there's this, you know, you become a celebrity. You become you become something bigger. Y- your name is immortalized, essentially, if you, if you go around killing people. Um, and the better you do it and the more smart you do it, uh, the smarter the way that is that you do it, the more people will know who you are. So um, a lot of psychologists actually recommend that we completely ignore this kind of stuff. We don't, more than what's what's kind of obligated, oh, there's some shit going on at the moment. You don't talk about him. You don't even give him a name. You don't even mention his name on the news. You don't, you certainly don't put their pictures up. You don't make a flipping backstory behind it. But here's the catch-22. News wants ratings. And when there's people who are behind the news that are saying, yo, listen, make a story out of this, then nobody's going to be able to listen to that. And ironically enough, they've got to pretend to be sympathetic. Look, I'm not saying newsreaders aren't sympathetic in it, but they've got to, they've got to look sympathetic when they're talking about the whole cause, you know? You know, you know what my favourite bits is in the news? It's when 
it's when they speak about a tragedy and then the next news segment is, is like, oh, it's about something else. So they'll be like, oh, 100,000 people have just died on the Gaza Strip. In other news, can poppies now walk faster with new technology? Oh, how cute is this? And they switch it up so rapid. That's how I know you lot are fake. You're awful as shit. I don't believe any of you. Um, yeah, the man's ranting, ranting about the news. But yeah, like we need to we need to stop because behavior is learned. Um, if we give people indications as to how um, how to behave, like like for example, um, there was this lecture hall where uh, it was a psychology lecture, innit? and apparently like everyone in the class wanted to mess with the lecturer. So what they would do is when he moves to the left side of the room, they would start talking amongst each other they would not pay any attention to him they'd like kind of ignore him um, and when he moves to the right side of the room they do the complete opposite and they'd, they'd you know be absolutely fixated on him with attention and they'd just be like you know staring at him intently listening to every single word that he's saying and they did that for a few weeks and you know by the end of three or four weeks they realized sh- uh, sorry the lecturer realized he wasn't in on it it was just them do you get me <coughs> the lecturer realized oh shit if I stand in this corner, everyone listens to me. If I stand in that corner, nobody does. And he would stand on the right-hand side, like, you know, as far right as he can, freaking by the door. Um, and people would be absolutely fixated on him, you know, proper listening to, to what he's saying. So that's how human beings work. We we work by, that's how babies work as well. So there's this guy called Jordan Peterson, right? Um, he's, he's, he's a clinical psychologist. I've been watching a few of his lectures. Cool guy. Um, I don't agree with everything that he says, obviously, but he makes a lot of very good points and he was talking about how um so this was this was the whole story behind <coughs> the topic at the time was nazi germany um which i love talking about as you guys if you listen to this podcast you know i, I love that shit um and he was talking about how people s- people act like it's hitler who came and, and like kind of convinced everyone of this mad thing to do and people he won people over but what his point is is that it's actually reflection he's actually a reflection of the people and we've got this i think there's a there's a you know um i don't know uh, i'm not going to say quran or hadith because i'm not 100 percent sure but i've heard something that says something along the lines of like um people will receive a ruler who who reflects them basically and yeah so so basically what he used to explain this point was the fact that when you have a kid um in the early i think it was the early 1900s the daycare center or the nursery or whatever you want to call it had just been invented and people were for the first for the first time they were giving their stranger uh, their kids to strangers who they'd never met before and were telling these strangers go and look after this kid for eight hours and as you can imagine people to this day even they still get paranoid people were starting to get paranoid some woman would be like oh shit what if what happens to my kid while he's gone, I don't know. So they sit this child down, he's three years old or four years old, they sit this child down and they say, has anyone touched you? And the kid will be like, yeah, of course. Because, like, you know, y- y- you touch, you know, people. You pick them up, you pick kids up, you move them around, whatever. Um, and the kid will be like, yeah, all right, no, but has anyone, like, you know, done, done this and that to you? And the kid at this point in time is learning how to behave with people. So just like the lecturer before was kind of like looking at the crowd for indication as to oh, am i saying am i saying things that are interested are you still with me and he realized oh if i stand here um people will listen to me more the kid's like oh okay so if i say yes she becomes more interested and more animated all of a sudden yes i was touched oh shit okay tell me more you know so um 
yeah, this would happen, and you know, the the the, the one particular paranoid mother would do this, and she'd do this for you know a few days in a row, and eventually the kid will go to sleep. And yo, you know, I remember the the nightmares I was having as a child, uh, yeah, especially when things are unknown. They're mad. They're crazy vivid. They're like you know shit that I've probably never seen in real life. But you know, as a kid, your your imagination is like it's boundless, isn't it? So, kid will wake up and then say, oh, I had a dream that A B C happened, and and the teacher was th- th- sorry, the the lady from the nursery was there. Um, oh my god, all of a sudden, you know, this lady's now, she's going mad. Um, they went to the police, and the police would go and investigate, and now they'd get a whole class of kids, right? And they'd sit all of these children down, and they'd ask them the same things, and obviously they don't know about this stuff, they don't know about these, um, the, the way that you can, you know, how kids are developed, and how, how they're always looking out for cues. So they're sitting down, questioning every single one of these kids in the same exact way, saying to them, has anyone touched you, has anyone this, has anyone that, and you know, when they say yes, the, the police officer becomes more, you know, interested and, you know, you'll get the kids getting more attention because kids want to be, they want to be interacted with, they want to be spoken to. And if you're becoming um, more animated when they are speaking, they're doing something right. That's an indication for them. So, um, yeah, so long story short, eventually three, four, five kids have the same kind of nightmares. They make the same kind of statement. And there was a whole new psychological um, criminal kind of category made at that time, which was late onset female child molester or something like that. And it never existed before. And the reason why it didn't was because it never actually existed before. This is not a thing. Um, you know, these women in their 40s all of a sudden decide that they're going to do some mad shit. No, that's not that's not what happens. And it became like kind of an epidemic until people realized, oh shit, maybe there's more going on here. Maybe, maybe it isn't actually true. Um, yeah, the women were completely innocent, but they'd get done. But yeah, back to the point, Nazi Germany. So with Hitler, he um, reflected the population in, in a big way because World War One happened and Germany obviously lost and they had this massive like kind of peace treaty. It was called the Treaty of Versailles because that was a city that they wrote it in and it was very, very harsh on Germany. They weren't allowed any armies. They had to pay some stupid fine. Their currency got, the, the money got devalued. So basically, um, it was almost zero for a long time. So it was something like 300 trillion um, German peas, whatever you want to call it. Um, to buy a loaf of bread, and then it actually hit rock bottom. It hit zero. Um, there was a famous story. It's called like it was a it was a wheelbarrow basically full of cash um, in Germany at the time, and some guy seen it and he threw the c- the cash out of the wheelbarrow and he stole the wheelbarrow. That's how shit Germany's money was. So you had this generation of army soldiers who were who put their lives on the line for their country and who were very bitter at the same time and very pissed off. And Hitler was a prime example of that. He was the main guy. Um, you know, because he was the president, of course, and he was also in, in First World War, and he was in the army. So, and they were also very anti-Jewish, and they were also very like, you know, they felt entitled to something because of what had happened, and you know, they're looking around, feeling quite bad and feeling quite sorry for themselves. And suddenly, you have this guy, you know, he comes on stage and he says all this mad shit, and people are receptive to it. People are like, yes, because there were some mad rallies, like you know, there'd be a ridiculous amount of people there. They were f- extremely fanatic in the way that they were supporting him. So. Um, yeah, so like your be- everyone's behavior um, affects each other's behavior. So when you think that what I do doesn't matter or what anyone else does doesn't matter, it really, really does because you can have a, a massive effect. Like um, I think it's something like, you know, the whole six degrees of separation thing, for example, yeah? Now, the reason why that's such a mad thing is not because you know flipping David Beckham indirectly. It's not that. 
the reason why is because you do something to someone who does something to someone else who does something to someone else and that could potentially reach seven billion people that's ridiculous i think within four people it's a billion so everything that you do on a daily basis if if you've interacted with four people that could ripple off into how many different people so that's why we need to we need to kind of put a lid on what we say and what we encourage and what we talk about so i mean bringing this back to the whole school school shooter scenario for example um if there isn't that impulse if there isn't that signal to people to say to them ah you know if you behave like this we'll put you on the news um then people are less likely to do that so we need to yeah we need to be celebrating we need to be celebrating success more than we are um all this bad stuff that's going on in a way because then people will aspire to be that because i mean I was at school not long ago, and we asked like a bunch of the kids. Uh, I wouldn't even call them kids; they're like what, fifteen, sixteen. Um, a bunch of the teenagers. Who is your hero? Like, who who do you aspire to be? Like, you know, if you could pick one person, you know, like go and say someone, innit? And you know how many Pablo Escobars and freaking who's the guy from Ghost, Tommy or some shit like that from Ghost? You know, all these weird character, like bare different characters, um, were mentioned. And that's because those are the ones that we talk about and those are the ones that we speak of like they're mad. I remember there was this one lady, she was there like, uh, it was me and a few friends and we were in Cuba. And um, I seen this lady, she was Colombian. And I was like, oh, Pablo Escobar. And she turned around and she was like, no, Pablo Escobar. Like, you know, she was offended that I was the first thing that I'd associated with her country. And I thought about it later and I walked off and I said, like, yeah, she has a point because this man killed how many people? He's got a whole graveyard that's dedicated to like, oh, these are Pablo Escobar's villains. But yeah, everyone's Facebook names is freaking uh, Mohammed Escobar and that. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't we don't need that kind of stuff. And us as a community as well, we need to be talking about and uplifting the good that's going on because there's people out there who are who are, you know, neuroscientists doing crazy, amazing stuff and we're kinda hush hush about that. But as soon as something else happens, you pick up the phone like, yo, guess what, man, guess what so and so did, guess what that person there did. Um yeah, and that's how, how we can like foster and you know good aspirations in people um as well as the other thing that that's probably important in doing that as well is getting rid of fear um and helping people overcome their fears so yeah it's very interesting so like for example um rats so rats behave in a way that if a rat sees a cat and he's never ever seen a cat before we have these like biological things that scare us certain things that even if you don't know even if you've never seen it before it will shit you up um all mammals for example whether they've seen a lizard or not you will look at one and be like oh shit i should stay away from that and the color red um it's associated with oh that's that's poisonous that's bad for me um so yeah rats are before they before they've ever even seen a cat or before they even know what a cat is they are scared of cats and when a rat sees a cat for the first time he'll run back and if he manages to escape he'll sit down in the little nest of um what you call it in the little what do you call a rat nest is it a rat nest i'll call it a rat nest i don't give a shit um they'll sit in the little rat nest and he'll scream for like three hours and the other rats will know why he's screaming and all be shaking you get me that's how scared these rats are of the cat but then as soon as that's over what happens the most dominant of the rats the one who's who's the leader of the pack will go out and he'll explore the space that um the cat was in so 
you know, he'll ask the other rat, where was this nigga? I'll be like, he's over there. And he'll go and very cautiously kind of like scope out the place and see what's going on and have a look at it. And they'd, they'd cover one bit of it and go back and then cover another bit and then another rat would do the same thing. And then eventually they'd kind of like, you know, find out what's going on in the area and have a good idea of what's going on. And the reason why is because um, it helps him to overcome the fear and go and relive it. So um, a lot of people, a lot of psychologists as well, I think, you know, they recommend that if you're, child is crying because uh, they're in the middle of a nightmare it's no use saying to them it's fake it's fake the reason why that's happening is because y- your your brain wants to kind of um it wants to simulate problems and simulate ways it's the same with this kind of with this rat situation it wants to show you something that's scary and it wants you to know how to solve it and if you can't solve it it will just keep repeating the problem to you over and over and over again until you solve it so if if there's you know if if a four-year-old has a dream that oh, a dragon has attacked me for example and it's waking up crying and shit you should say to them you know close your eyes um okay the dragon's back what do you do oh, I, I grab a sword and i and i chop his head off okay cool problem solved boom sorted and then the person will be able to sleep a lot easier and a lot nicer because they know that okay there is a a what's it called a solution to this problem it's the same with you and me we constantly we put problems into our heads you know we, we kind of imagine up problems um and we solve them as we go along and if we can't solve a particular problem we're sitting there stressing about it for ages thinking oh shit what would i do if this happened or if it actually has happened then we do that we do that anyway so that if it comes if it happens again if i'm in the same situation again in the future i will be able to solve it so yeah um i guess i think that's it but yeah thank you very much for listening guys and end this podcast very very abruptly Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, share the shit if you enjoy it, like it, retweet the thing, quote tweet the thing, like it on iTunes, reviews, all them things, because that will actually help me out a lot. So thank you for that. Also, a word on Casado. So we are into the final 30 days of fundraising now. Um, I'm going to be stepping up the, the promo and there's going to be a lot more like cards and stuff out soon. So just keep an eye out for that. If you don't know what that is, go back and listen to the intro of the previous episode and it will give you a good idea of what's going on but yeah other than that enjoy your week guys and i hope you enjoy this podcast in a bit